Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. My guest has just authored a memoir. It's fabulous. It's called Loud. I felt privileged that I was asked to blurb the book. Read it. And I wrote the following, raucous, rambunctious, and riveting, Angelo Cataldi's memoir is both a front row seat to the last three decades of Philly sports and a revealing look at how an old school master of talk radio plied his trade in a tough town. Loud is a masterclass for his alma mater, the Columbia Graduate School of Journalism, assuming they can stomach the political incorrectness inherent in his success this is angelo cataldi author of loud how a shy nerd came to philadelphia and turned up the volume in the most passionate sports city in america you know i wouldn't say it if i didn't mean it i love the book angelo and it's nice to have you here well michael i'm honored that you uh, gave me that blurb i think until then the publisher didn't think they had much but when they heard your name they went maybe (laughs) this isn't that bad you know (laughs) thank you (laughs) <laughs> okay, here's what I most want to ask you. 30 yeah. years of morning drive radio, and you ruled this town. What time were you getting up then? And then selfishly, I want to know, 
What time are you getting up now? Happy to tell you. 2.30 a.m. Because uh, I wasn't a napper, so I got up and caught up on all the sports when I woke up that morning. Now I'm getting up around 8.30, six hours later. And it's Michael. It's a whole different lifestyle. Thank you, retirement. I love it. Okay, but Angelo, (laughs) even on the weekends, I can't get past 5 a.m. I think it's, I thought, I feared that it's so ingrained in me now that when I retire, I'll never be able to sleep till 8.30. It'll take a while, Michael, but you'll get there because you won't feel the same challenge every day. You're just going to kind of relax a little more, you know, and in Philadelphia, I couldn't do that when I was on the air. You know that you have to yell and scream to get the people awake. I was thinking about you on Thanksgiving because USA Today released this survey. They they surveyed the players of NFL teams and they asked them about the the, the loudest and the proudest fans and the worst fans. And they ended up concluding, not a surprise, I guess, to some, that Philadelphia Eagle fans, the voted most annoying by players in the league, interestingly followed by Dallas. But in your book, Angelo Cataldi argues that the booze, the, that's booze not as in drinking, but booze as in boo birds. The booze, the batteries, there's a story there, and the snowballs are actually the aberration. Are you here to argue that the city doesn't deserve its reputation? I'm, I'm here to argue that there's, I want to broaden the reputation. I, I Look, I am. there was an incident at the game Sunday where a player from the Bills, Shaq Lawson, went over and shoved the fan because the fan was heckling him. And um, yeah, we are pugnacious. We are loud. But here's the other side of it, Michael. When somebody needs something, the big mouth becomes a bigger heart. I had a caller call into my show and explain how he was on kidney dialysis. He was a regular caller. And how if he didn't get a, a transplant in the next couple of years, he wasn't going to see his kids grow up. 28 people, 28 based only on the voice on the radio, became organ donors and saved his life. I mean, how about that side of the narrative? I love that story. Kenny Justice, the guy that you're referring to in the book. And there was something else, Ange, in the book that uh, that kind of caught my breath. And it was, there's a drunken bus of some kind that you're leading of sports fans. And the Jerome Brown death all of a sudden uh-huh. is broadcast. Tell tell what happens and the pall that was cast on that bus. Well, we would we were um on a tour of the uh Midwest. We were seeing some baseball games out there. We were driving from Milwaukee to Chicago, and somebody had a transistor radio. This was before cell phone, and, and they announced to the bus of Jerome Brown just died. And it was astounding. It was it was like suddenly it went from this raucous, crazy bus. To, to people crying, openly weeping about it. And that's the other part of the passion. Uh, these fans become, you're a member of their family when you're playing in Philadelphia, especially if you're on the Eagles. And they were, Michael, if you saw that kind of emotion, you go, they're not all thugs and goons. These are real people. And, and they deserve the opportunity to be depicted that way as much as they are the other. So you go to the Columbia Graduate School of Journalism. 
eventually work at the Philadelphia Inquirer. You're assigned to the Buddy Ryan Beat, by the way, for which you were nominated for a Pulitzer Prize. And Angelo, we once had a program director in common, Tom Bigby, and he features prominently in your book. Classic Bigby tells you, forget everything you ever learned at Columbia. Yep. Day one, first day there. And for the next two years, he taught me everything he knew in radio, Michael. But he was there five years after that, where all he did was drive me crazy to the extent that, and this is a classic clause. Everybody listening should get this in their contract. Uh, In 1995, my agent negotiated a contract with CBS Radio, which allowed me not to ever have to speak to my boss, program director. (laughs) And uh, two years later, I invoked the clause, and uh, (laughs) he couldn't believe it. He had never seen it. It was really fun. (laughs) I remember in in his office, he used to have, uh, we we weren't even computerized at that stage, but he could see how many lines were blinking. And he looked at that as a measure of whether you were succeeding. And he once pulled me aside and he said to me, if you're not hanging up on at least two people per show, you're not succeeding. And and Angela, I said to him, how do I know which are the two that I should be, (laughs) that I should be hanging up on? Um, You know, we, we had a, we, we had a rule, two minutes, no longer. And right. I said to him, like I said, what if a minute 45 in, the caller um, confesses to a murder? Do I still have to cut him at two minutes? <laughs> yes. He was a, a DJ. And he went, two minutes is as long as a hit record should be. It's as long as a call should be. <laughs> one last one last Big B story. And that is that I, I worked for former mayor of Philadelphia, Frank Rizzo, you know, the, the, the city cop turned mayor, uh, even though he was known as such a law enforcement guy, his son-in-law was a bookie. He's no longer with us, but his name was Joseph Mastronardo, and he was a hell of a personality and wit. He had a great uh, skill for numbers. And I'll never forget Bigby coming to me and saying, can you give me an introduction to Mastronardo? And I said, why? He said, I think I want to put him on air. He's got what it takes to be a great talk radio host. You could see that, right? And you could see Bigby saying it. Oh, 100%. And then Bigby would hope that the cops would bust in and arrest him on yeah. the air because that's great radio. <laughs> exactly. Angelo, we, you know, we, today we take for granted the behemoth that talk radio, sports talk radio has become. But, but back in the late 80s, correct me if I'm wrong, Ed Snyder, the owner of the Flyers, he buys the station that is WIP. And, and then it's Tom Brookshire, who was a legend player for Philadelphia, the Eagles, come to you. It's not that you have any broadcasting chops that they knew of, right? None, zero. No experience whatsoever. And yet they, and they put, put you on the air, and it's a it's a blank slate from the get go. But you warm to it. Well, here's the thing, Michael. I have asked all people that might have tapes of those first four or five years, please get rid of them because uh, I do not want to be held to the way it was while I was learning how to do it. But eventually, I picked up enough of it to to survive thirty three years, and uh, that's what the book is. It's all the crazy stories that happen. So in in the epilogue of the book, I've got this odd habit where I like to start at the end. Acknowledgements, epilogue, if there is one. You say this. You say, the best advice I got in my life 
came from Professor Norman Isaacs back in 1976 at Columbia University. I didn't realize this until I wrote the book and kept revisiting his plea to hold the people in authority accountable. Not many lessons in journalism translated to talk radio, but that one did. Hold the people in authority accountable. Never compromise your honest opinion. Tell the truth. And for three decades, you applied that. Many of them didn't like it, but you applied that to every sports figure who came through Philadelphia. When I read that paragraph, it occurred to me, you could have done a hell of a job if you chose to talking about politics, doing the sort of thing that I do. Did that ever tempt you? I I got a sampling of it during the uh, pandemic because there was a period with no sports. So we dipped our toe in politics, Michael, and hell no. <laughs> no, thank you. God bless you that there are people out there that want to deal with real life. We're in sports, fun and games. I don't want real life. I couldn't wait for sports to come back. Never. I would okay, never would have liked but there are a couple of exceptions because you made national news. I remember it so well in 2008 because you had an interview with Senator Barack Obama and he came on and he made a comment about what was it, Ange? His grandmother, right? He said his grandmother would have moved to the other side of the street if a black person were walking down the street. Uh, Michael, uh, the real story of that is that was all my that's why I should never do politics. He was only coming on the show to give us our NCAA tournament picks. And I didn't know that. So I prepared a interview. He hadn't been prepped for it. So he just spoke off the cuff and he it created this big problem. He did come back on the next week and made his picks. I didn't ask him a single political question. Nothing. Okay, but but then, you know, and, and anybody anybody who knows anything about Philadelphia radio knows what a sports fan Ed Rendell always has been and what a super fan of yours the former mayor former governor head of the dnc has been ed rendell comes to you in that same cycle and he says i need your help at a rally what happened he he recruits me um to run this uh, rally he's bringing in uh bruce springsteen to support uh, barack obama and i'm the host i'm up there stirring it up I looked down, uh, there's, there's over 100,000 people on Ben Franklin Parkway. And I'm there, and I've never spoken politics in my life. So I'm literally up there, and I look out at the crowd, and I see a sign for change. And I go, we're here today to begin the quest for change with the great <laughs> Senator Barack Obama, who, by the way, wasn't there, uh, but uh, Springsteen was there. And then I just faked it. I just then I got Rendell up right now. Bruce is ready to come on, and and Rendell won't give up the mic. <laughs> he he's doing a stump speech, and they're trying to yank him. I literally had to stop the mayor who became the governor and say, "You got to get off here. Bruce is coming on. They don't want to hear you anymore." <laughs> One of the highlights of my professional life I enjoyed with you. 2008, I I think you say in the book, and I'm not going to challenge you, that there have been a hundred seasons of no champion in Philadelphia. And then the Philadelphia Phillies changed that. And my recollection of, of my day was doing sort of commentary in the morning on one side of Broad Street about the parade. By the way, the parade hadn't even begun yet. So what the hell we were talking about, I have no idea. 
I now know right. the story from the book about what was going on in your world, which is that your show was way oversold and you were not a happy camper. But then at the end of the day, we unite in Citizens Bank Park. We're sitting in the Eagles broadcast booth and we are providing like commentary together on both of our stations for the finale of the Phillies parade. It was a hell of a day. It was also, Ange, the day of world fucking champions. And I can say that because it's Sirius XM with Chase Utley. What do you remember of that day? Well, first of all, that uh, ended up getting uh, our station, WIP, in trouble because uh, the F word went out on the air. Uh, what I remember is not I'm bitter. You understand, Michael, I'm bitter because, yes, they oversold the show to the tune of we were doing 24 minutes of radio per hour and they had 36 minutes of commercials, which is ridiculous. <laughs> then I get to work with you. And the only reason I agreed to do a double shift is I really wanted to work with Michael Smirkanish. And then I found out after we did that whole rally, we were working together Um that most of the rally was only broadcast on your station because my station had commercials all day. And I got the, I was doing work for your station, not my own. I'm still uh, bitter. Let's listen. I've got 60 seconds. This is the only 60 seconds I possess. I desperately want to find the full day with Angelo, but here's here's part of it. Go ahead. Phillies fans, <laughs> assistant general manager for scouting and player development, Mike Arbuckle. I got to tell you, there is not one person they're leaving out of this. <laughs> if they start, Andy Tracy. <laughs> if they start introducing the second cousins, I'm leaving, Wait, Michael. If, hey, if Brazier comes out, yeah. convertible, we're done. Yeah, we go if Brazier comes out. Agreed. Right. We will go. We will go back to regularly scheduled programming. Fun and games director John Brazier. Greg Golson gets his own car. <laughs> yeah, that's the end. <laughs> Phillies fans now making his way up the red carpet with the World Series trophy. Oh, look at Charlie. Of the yeah. world champions, Charlie Manuel. And Charlie has the trophy in his hands, and he's ceremonially Lou marching Larson. up. That was this October third. Uh, it was that, that was uh, Halloween, two thousand. You know, it's it's funny. I they they of course they insisted on this, but I I really warmed to Charlie. He was a regular guest of mine, so it was natural that I would be a part of this. But you know, you would be on WIP, you know, busting their chops every day, right? So that had to be a little uncomfortable for you. Oh yeah, but it was uh, typical. I was usually negative toward all of these teams. But I hadn't heard that since 2008, Michael, and neither had the WIP listeners because we were probably in a commercial when that was playing. <laughs> the book is called Loud, and the author is Angelo Cataldi, and it's a hell of a read, and you can get it wherever you get your books. This is Book Club with Michael Smirconish from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders 
are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Jake from State Farm here, hanging out with Mel's Mow and Grow. Mel chose State Farm for small business insurance because his local agent is a small business owner too. So she knew how to help him personalize his policies. And now he's rolling in the green. Like a like a good neighbor. Guys, I'm trying to do the line. Oh, sorry, Jake. It's all good. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM, Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Hey, um, you can't leave me. By the way, the book is called Loud, and the author is Angelo Cataldi, and it's a hell of a read, and you can get it wherever you get your books. But you can't leave without saying something about Wing Bowl. How in the yeah. world, how in the world did it stay on air for all that time? Angelo, I wrote a column for the Daily News in 2002 about Wing Bowl. I don't even know if I can read my column about what used to take place at Wing Bowl, much less host yeah. it. How did you stay on so long? It was a radio promotion where we, we had an arena, 20,000 seats, and we filled them every year to see these big fat guys eating chicken wings. And uh, people showed up. One year, we had 10,000. The other Eagles actually went to the Super Bowl in 2005. We had 10,000 outside trying to get in. Um, it was uh, a bacchanal. It was a mess, all right? And it got worse as we went along. And basically, people woke up really early to see large men throw up. And, and it was for 26 years it lasted. The only reason it ended was because the political correctness creeped in. And uh, they said, this is disgusting. It's bad for the city. And we kind of caved on it. I was still fighting for it right to the end, though, Michael. 
I think what you'll get a kick out of is that my wife and I have three sons, and a few years after, in each instance, the boys would confess that they had skipped school and they had been at Wing Mall. In different years, mind you, but all three yeah. of my sons have attended Wing Mall. So you look great. Week. It's such well, a privilege you, to have you here. Please, I, if you ever decide you want to dip your toe back in, just come hang out with me for a day. We'll talk sports. Uh, we'll talk life. We'll talk about whatever you want. Well, I appreciate it, Mike. I'll, one thing, Amazon has run out of my book already, although it was only released two days ago. If you want the hardcover, go to AngeloCatelli.com. We'll get it out to you right away. Uh, uh, someday you and I have to talk about publishing, Michael. This uh a lot of weird stuff with that in there. <laughs> crazy. It's a crazy biz. I'm going to say it slowly. AngeloCataldi.com, and we're tweeting it and putting it in all the social media. Get Angelo's book. It will make a hell of a gift for a sports fan or anybody who just likes good stories. Thank you, Angelo. It's great to see you. I hope I see you again Michael, soon. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mike. It just brings back so many memories to hear his voice. Oh, right? To hear his voice. Classic legend phenomenal i could not i was every word yeah, hanging on funny every as hell. Word. the best just funny best. funny funny stuff michael smirconish i got a quick postscript to my conversation with angelo cataldi this all is ears. all this ears. is the column that i wrote january 24 2002 about the aforementioned oh, no. wing bowl oh no the most anticipated sporting event in the recent history of the city needs little hype from me it's already on everybody's mind and why not? It's got all the elements. You could say the appeal lies in the Olympic-like training or the massive brawn of the combatants. Perhaps it is all the color and pageantry, or maybe it's the camaraderie among fans. Eagles versus Rams? Hardly. It's Wing Bowl 10, the real granddaddy of Philadelphia sporting events, and it is tomorrow. Relegated for one day to second-tier status, our guys named McNabb, Staley, and Reed. Tomorrow's headlines belong to Philadelphia heroes with monikers like Sloth, Magnificent Bastard, Chili Dog, and Tollman Joe. What I like about Wing Bowl is not only the laughs and giggles that it will provide to thousands at the FU Center and thousands more in their cars and kitchens, but dare I say it, I like the social and political ramifications of the great event. The truth is that this distinctly Philadelphia event has not been invaded by the PC police. PETA has not calculated the number of chickens sacrificed for fun and games. Now has yet to discover the wingettes who serve the wings to the mammoth contestants while wearing thongs. MAD has held no press conferences to criticize the sunrise spectacle of thousands of men guzzling beer for breakfast. And John Street's fitness czar is guaranteed a no-show. In a society gone, these are my words, in a society gone crazy with PC notions like avoiding saying Indian giver oh, or Welshing out on a bet oh, no. where the idea of gay scout leaders draws legitimate debate, where smoke Nazis run the bars and restaurants, where the Ten Commandments have been banished from courthouses, where the swimsuit competition in beauty pageants is barely tolerated, and in which we honor kids' rights not to recite the Pledge of Allegiance in schools, there's something to be said for a return to some good old-fashioned fun. Nobody gets hurt. Everybody has a laugh. And it could only happen here. Can you imagine 20,000 upstanding citizens of St. Louis or L.A. or Tampa 
No disrespect to you, gang. I wasn't syndicated at the time. Uh, Packing into a major arena beginning at 5.30 a.m. to cheer on truck-sized men in a chicken wing eating competition. I doubt it. Wow. Okay. That was one of my favorite columns, which is why it made the cut for clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Now, I want to tell you something else that I didn't get to with my time discussing uh, his book with Angelo, but on my list, and I will tell you right now, was to bring up Steven Singer. I kid you not. Oh, yeah. No, he's involved. Angelo, well, for Angelo's radio program, Steven never offered this to me, but Steven Singer would would have a bubble, bubble bath, bath would have a bubble he would in fill, studio yeah he would fill his uh diamond emporium with with women diamonds and bubbles yeah and the idea Not was in that, that order in bikinis and diving for yeah. diamonds that was for angelo's show for angelo's show right but not for your yeah. show but but it was really it let's was get really, it back on the line it was really <laughs> interesting for me to read him write about steven because we have had a similar experience with Steven Singer. Steven Singer is a genius. I can tell he said to Angelo the same thing he has said to me for years and years and years, which is, can you mention my name? Like, just make sure you mention my name and what I do in the course of the commercial, uh, which is what I've just done right now. Steven Singer Jewelers. It's, 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 like all these other advertisers, like, make sure you say this and make sure you... No, he just, he says, mention me. I hate StevenSinger.com. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 